God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It's episode 112 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. We are back. It's been about a month. Uh, D. Welch, I was doing the stats. Um, we have recorded, we haven't recorded since January 24th, and there have been 14 USAC sprint car races since then and 10 all-star races since then so there's there's been a lot of shit that has gone on since we have last recorded uh i was in the uk <laughs> i was in france uh i was at a million dollar sprint car race my brother-in-law got married like it's just been and a you lot. got a haircut you got me I a little nerdist and tear hope looks good from the old average clips i was gonna say <laughs> i went to the old average clips there and uh and Terre Haute got me a nice little cut uh, during during sprint week because it was hotter than balls outside. Like, <laughs> it's the, dude, like I went to Indiana Sprint Week, the last three races. I can't claim I went to the whole thing, but uh, the last three races were were soup weather. Let's just I feel like <laughs> soup weather. I feel like it was hot everywhere. It's like it was hot at Sprint Week. It was hot at PDC where my wife was. It was hot in Richmond where I was. It was uh it felt like the end of july that's for sure <laughs> the pdc looked like it was uh spectacular but um it's a late i think it's hilarious the late model guys just claim that they spend all this money then their biggest race in the world is 50 grand like how is it like we we pay more than that for almost all of our big races like what yeah. does that mean you know i can't talk but i know it, I've, i kind of have always thought that too like as big as that race supposedly is and as big as it looks like it is you know it's kind of like I think it supposedly has the feel of like the Knoxville Nationals because the whole town kind of gets involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it still only pays fifty, so which is hilarious that it's we're considering it only paying fifty. But uh, <laughs> still, well, the, well, in this day and age, I mean, yeah, I like, know we're spoiled. The Kings Royal what pays one hundred seventy five usually. Knoxville Nationals pays what more than that now. Uh, yeah, we, we just had a million dollar sprint car race. We just gave out two million dollars during the week of. Uh, the King's Royal at Eldora. So uh, let's let's start with that first. So the million was a long time ago now, so we can just briefly recap it. I thought it was an awesome story. Uh, Logan Shuhart, Shark Racing, win, win the event. Um, track was super fast. Pace of the race was just, like Rico said, it was just, um, you know, out of control. It was so fast uh, with how fast the surface was. But um, Logan had a really good car that I just don't think was going to be top that night. Yeah, I mean he was good both nights really and and just had the track position on on Thursday to to get it done but um yeah, I mean it was it was 
you know, you were, we were both fortunate enough to be there and working and uh, just so cool to be involved in it. And then to have that story kind of come out of it, I think was just the icing on the cake. So it was, uh, it was really cool. And I love victory lanes where you can, you know, you really can see the emotion of guys and we see it a lot at Eldora, you know, it's they have obviously some of the biggest races and the emotion always comes through, I feel like there. So, uh, and it definitely did with, with Logan, you know, when he won that. So that was cool. Yeah, he's he's a really good story. Obviously, the the um, tweets started to come out from a lot of these guys just about how that team started. You know, um, small trailer, Pennsylvania, going up and down the roads, wanted to be outlaws, became outlaws, and now they're one of the best teams uh, uh, on the outlaw tour. Right? They're they're a tremendous group, fun to watch, and now they're a million dollars richer. And we have no idea if there's ever going to be another sprint car million. That's the thing. Like Logan Shuhart could be the, you know, the only winner of a million dollar sprint car race for the rest of time d welch yeah and i mean it's you know you look at the you look at the mopar million in 2003 which you know didn't obviously pay a million dollars to the winner but um you know at the time it was kind of like this was the you know one and done type thing you know there's never going to be anything like this ever again and um and here we are you know 20 years later so hopefully it doesn't take that long to have a another race of of that caliber but um you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta appreciate those those type of races when they you know when they happen and um you know those guys stepped up to the plate and, and got it done. One of your um jobs that you have is to be the voice of the high limit sprint car series. And um since we have last recorded, uh we've only actually raced once, I think, with the high limit series, right? Uh we ran Grandview, Grandview. and then we ran eagle i can't remember when did you say our last show was the 14th june 20 no june 24th so the, oh yeah so we yeah eagle we just did sixth right yeah we've just run grandview since then yeah so uh grandview that was a, a good race right rico finally gets it done um beats larson straight up um one of the fastest cars in the country right now he just dominated knoxville with the all-stars uh i would say you know we talked about rico being a million favorite and he finished on the podium there so uh, he definitely was a favorite going into that event, but uh, he's he's a clear Knoxville Nationals favorite right now, don't you think? Yeah, I think I think so, and um, you know, especially after the the week he had, you know, th- this uh, this past week, you know, he won won Williams Grove with the Outlaws, and then um, you know won at Grandview, and then he did he won at Knoxville, right, with the all with the All Stars. So um, he's you know he's he's always good at those big you know, sweeping fast racetracks like that. And I think with, with Ricky on the wrenches, you know, he's, you know, he's going to be good at Knoxville. So um, he's, he's got all the momentum. That's for sure. You know, and I, and I think to your point, you know, winning a race like he did at Grandview, going, you know, going heads up against Kyle. Um, I think that that has to give him some more confidence and, and just, um, you know, play to his favor that much more as we get ready to go kind of, the next uh the next couple of weeks i don't know if he's going to run kokomo high limit tomorrow i'm assuming he is he's second points but um you know you got that and then you got the iron man this weekend at peevely and then the cappy and then it's knoxville week so he's 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 in a position to to even win more races before we get to knoxville as good as he is at, at a couple of those racetracks so or both of those racetracks so um good time to be rico right now that's for sure can he chase kyle down in points i mean he's only 44 back uh, in the high limit series. And I know Larson has been pretty dominant. He won three straight at one point. Yeah. But, I mean, if uh, Kyle has a problem, if Kyle has a bad night and has something happen, 
Enrico can capitalize. Um, I mean, I, you know, I think, I mean, it'll close. I, you know, it's probably, I don't know what the math is. I mean, Kyle probably has like a race and a half buffer or something maybe. Um, Cause I think it's like, what, like 40 something points or whatever. So um, Kyle needs, Kyle needs to probably have a bad night. Cause I don't think Rico is just going to beat him, you know, and just beat him bad enough for the next five races to, to close that points gap. But um, who knows, you know, anything can happen. So it's, uh, you know, we go to Kokomo and then to Husits and, um, you know, those are both tracks Kyle's good at, obviously. So it's going to, it's going to be fun regardless. I think even if, even if, you know, Kyle keeps the points lead, I think the racing is still going to be good because Rico will keep him honest for sure. Yeah. Five races remaining uh, and the high limit series schedule for 2023. You mentioned Kokomo that's happening actually tomorrow. We're recording on Monday, July 31st, uh, August 1st, Tuesday is the Kokomo Speedway event. Don't miss it. Um, you know, a rare opportunity for wing cars to race in Indianapolis. So um, that's good, obviously. Uh, then Houston's August 15th, Lernerville Speedway after that, um, Bridgeport, and then Lincoln Park Speedway to end the season. So that's kind of what uh, High Limit has for the rest of the year. Um, let's get into our Sundollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week, brought to you by Sundollar Restoration. And uh, we'll obviously dive into a lot of talk about the All-Stars and USAC uh, as Richie Murray is uh, getting ready to head in here, um, you know, to to join his uh, loud pedal segment, if you will. Uh, we talked about how the show is usually bi-weekly. Well, it's been uh, a month since we've rec- recorded, so uh, it's just been a it's been a busy, crazy summer. Uh, D. Welch, do you have any hat shakes of mind? Who, who do you got? I do. I do. Uh, I'm going to give one to Daniel Whitley, my Chili Bowl teammate, because he almost had two wins this weekend with Power Eye. Um, or extreme, um, just, just missed the, the second night of a three race weekend that they had, um, Jade, you know, snuck by him, like coming to the checkered. And then last night, uh, wherever they were at, uh, I guess that, that, that first one was at atomic and then wherever they were at last night, um, he got it done. So he's been, been fast You know, the Abacus stuff. Obviously he's been really good with Logan CV on the USAC side. Uh, and Daniel was really fast at Chili Bowl, has been fast, you know, really everywhere he's gone this year with the extreme stuff uh, and even the USAC, USAC side, too. Um, but it was cool to see him, you know, have a good couple runs and then and then, you know, put it all together to win uh, last night. So it was his first national win and happy for him and, and happy for that group to to be good uh, on the USAC side with Logan and, and, you know, also be front runners on the other side with the extreme stuff, too. Yeah. That's good. I think you won at Brush Creek last night. Um, yeah. They were uh, at a bunch of racetracks I'd never even heard of. So, <laughs> My buddy Max Stamball got his first win at Fremont. Uh, that's that's a, a good hat shake that I, I had to give out there. I think it was a GLSS sprints. Uh, so he's been racing at Fremont that's for a while. Great Lakes Super Sprint Series. Yeah. Yeah. Great oh, Lakes. Look at that. <laughs> uh, he's been trying to win it. He's been trying to win there uh, for a while. Um, it's it's hard to not give one to Brady Bacon, who put together yeah. you know nearly one of the most perfect weeks uh, you could put together, and and actually uh, he still won the you know Sprint Week Championship. It rained the final night, but uh, he actually was trying to win at Circle City and spun at, on the tires at the bottom of the racetrack. If he wouldn't have done that, if he wouldn't have spun out at Circle City, he would have cakewalked to the championship. Uh, that's how dominant his week was, but. Um, Brady Bacon is my hat shake. Congratulations to the Bacon Bits, Ciciana, 
Um, it's a really a, a family team effort for a week like that, right? You rate you race nearly what, what was it? It was seven races, right? Because they yeah. ended up racing out the eighth, but it's usually eight races and nine nights, which is just not fun. Like I'm telling you right now, it's 150 degrees. It feels like every single day. These teams, uh, you know, like Grant and Bacon, these guys who run it up front, and and Baloo even he built three cars this week, like. Um, and when you build cars, you're building them at 4 a.m. because you got to race the yeah. next day, right? Yeah. So it's not easy. So a hat shake to everyone who made it through the entire sprint week. My boy, Travis Miller, who gave me a T-shirt. Shout out. Uh, this is an Australian kid who um, came to sprint week because he's a huge fan of flow and watching everything, all the streaming, our podcast. And he's like, I want to race sprint week. And he shipped, awesome. an, en- shipped an engine over. He, he bought a car from Benick. And they built a car together. He ran the entire week. So he loved awesome. Terre Haute and Lawrenceburg. And, and now he's my buddy. So I wore your shirt. I promise. It's a 3X. It's tiny. It's going to shrink once I put it in the washer. But uh, I wore it before it shrunk. So Richie Murray's next. <laughs> this is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. AJ Foyt is one of the greatest race car drivers of all time. You name it, if he drove it, he won it. He worked for everything he got, and he was tough. He's flirted with death so many times. I told him, you ain't got nine lives, you got 29 lives, which matched his car number as a rookie. A bear a genius-minded, a family-loving man. I don't care about talking about all that shit. The world don't have to know everything about AJ. It's all over the goddamn track. You don't know where the hell he's going. No, that's just like anything. You gotta crawl before you walk, and uh, a lot of people look at racing uh, very dangerous. I think racing is just as dangerous as you make it. If you want to be a fool, sooner or later it's gonna catch up with you. And I think each individual's got their own way they gamble. People got me figuring a lot different, but I never pay no attention. I don't care what they say. They like me fine. If they don't, I don't give a crap. All I can say, I had a lot of fun. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. We mentioned uh, all things USAC. Richie Murray is your guy. He comes on the show um, weekly when we, or bi-weekly now that we talk about uh, you know the Loud Pedal Podcast. And um, Richie, I was telling D. Welch, since we've recorded on June 24th, there have been 14 USAC sprint car races since then. <laughs> you guys have not stopped racing. Yes, I, it's it's been a whirlwind. I I was going through all the races last night, and you know, uh, like at the beginning of this whole streak, we started a Silver Crown race at Winchester, which seems like it happened about four years ago. But apparently, it was last week, about ten days ago. <laughs> it's been so it's been a whirlwind. Not a lot of not a lot of sleep, uh, but a lot of heat and a lot of good racing. So there's a lot to catch up on. Apparently. Was last week as hot as Tyler's been complaining about all morning? He's that's all he's talked about is how hot it how hot it was. Well, luckily it had intermittent rain there. You know, we me and Tyler stood in the rain at Putnamville, walked around. So I, I think that helped cool things off a little bit from time to time. So I think we had rain effect some way. I think five of the events. So 
we, we had a good string there, but we got four of them in. And then until the last one, that didn't that didn't work out so well. I swear, Indiana is the new Florida when it comes to every single night it's going to rain. Uh, Are you kidding me? You lived in Charlotte for like six years. Well, Charlotte I mean, is twenty times not, worse than that. I mean, yeah, it's just it's the humidity levels, right? But like you're sitting at Lincoln Park, there's no rain in this entire state of Indiana besides this little blob over the racetrack that will just sit there for an, like an hour, like where there's no other rain on the forecast and it just rains like so we had that late night and then <laughs> what i can describe the last night at Hofstadt was a tropical storm that hit the midwest <laughs> like it was it was one of the biggest thunderstorms i have been a part of in a while uh i i had to go seek shelter i was like richie i'm not staying at the racetrack i'm sorry yeah, well, it's never a good sound when you hear tornado sirens at the racetrack, but <laughs> batting the hatches, you just, <laughs> and I've never seen anything quite like it because it was like just a little after seven, maybe before seven. And you saw the dark rolling. It looked like it was about one in the morning. It was so dark and then the light never came back. We were done by 830 you know, it, it's still sunlight <laughs> in most days. And then it's, <laughs> it was completely dark. Never that came back. I, I don't know if I ever seen anything quite like that. Usually the, the light comes back a little bit, but yeah, we had a new lake in the middle of the, in the infield. So, <laughs> you know, probably people were complaining that we should have run that in, that the track should have run that in and got, got everything going, but, but, of course. <laughs> We'd probably still be here drying it out though. <laughs> well, what did you uh what did you make it? Not that we can't talk about the weather forever, but maybe we should talk about the on-track stuff. What did you think of uh of Grady's week? You know, he wins the championship and uh and didn't win a race during sprint week, but we've seen that happen before, right? Consistency during that week um is always king and and that's the most important thing and that's that's why Brady is in the position he was in. Yeah, it it's kind of like uh, nickel and diamond them, but uh, he just he can do that all day, just run in the top five, and while others uh, hit misfortune and have something happen, I I had it put to me by uh, Dean Mills, like he's just like a cat. No matter where you throw him, he just seems to land on his feet, and <laughs> it was kind of true this whole uh, sprint week. As uh, you know, we go back to Lawrenceburg in the third third race of the week where he qualifies third but he goes off the track something fell off the car still not exactly sure what it was but came back to the scales and was underweight and for a lot of people that can ruin the entire night because you have to start at the back of everything he had to start at the tail of his heat but he came up all the way through and finished in the transfer spot then in the feature he had to start 22nd and with all the crazy carnage that was going on in front of him. He avoided it all and raced all the way up to third in the finish line. So uh, Justin Grant won that night. That was his biggest challenge, and uh, he still managed to third. Uh, and then you go to Terre Haute, which I'm not sure how many people got to see it live, but he was all the way about 80% flipped over. He was on the yeah. right front going through turns one and two, just teetering and I think uh, our race director, Kirk Spridgen, was pretty much almost all the way on the, the <laughs> ready to call a red flag. It was that close. But somehow he landed back down and 
he fell from third to eighth with five laps to go. And it's another race that Justin, Justin Grant won, but Brady Bacon managed to, in the last four, five laps came from eighth to fourth and kind of salvaged like that's four spots. That's 12 points. And he won the championship by eight. So just that little bit right there. And, and you can go through the whole week and just every little thing, even talked about his, uh, on Friday night after Bloomington, the the merchandise trailer dislodged from the hitch and fell down the hill. Well, it didn't fall down the hill. It just rolled and it didn't yeah. hit anything. And I, I would have heard is just nothing even inside fell over. Just everything stayed in place. And they're able to gather it up and carry on to the next track. It's just like every little instance of uh, misfortune, they were able to somehow overcome it and like like dino said he landed on his feet every time it's pretty amazing <laughs> i forgot to tell you about that d welch uh yeah so I, I guess the story or the legend if you will now is that kt was holding on to it while it was, while it was heading downhill he was uh, trying to stop it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh he didn't obviously but. yeah <laughs> he's not kt is not that not that strong <laughs> but it ended up down the hill and, and i was talking to brady he said no damage so everything wow. went, everything in it was fine but it did roll down the hill uh free falling if you will uh tom petty style uh <laughs> and no but you, you also uh you, you didn't talk about circle city too uh going for the win yeah. there and he spun out right like this yeah. week could have been a little bit easier he made it hard on himself but he still wins the championship you know we talked about last year um he nearly could have he probably could have won two sprint weeks in a row if he didn't have the engine problem at lincoln park right uh like this he's just been really really good late recently yeah i mean he's managed to make a career out of that i mean he wins obviously he's won 50 won races to this point in his USAC career, USAC sprint car career, but his just ability to just top five every night after night after night after night, I mean, that translates to championships, and he's been able to do that four times. And you've seen guys, you know, get flustered, and, you know, you go even go back to, you know, when he flew out of the ballpark at Terre Haute, and uh, they're – you know, years past, he's been able to get it, get another car together and go out and, you know, just finish in the top five, finish on the podium. It, it's incredible. I don't, I think we're seeing something pretty special throughout this whole career. This, that the ability to be able to do that because it's not easy. And you mentioned Circle City. That was one of the rare, very rare missteps because he just clipped an infield tire and spun out. And then, uh, I, it was, you know, just a handful of laps to go, eight to go when that happened. And he wasn't able to get back, but, you know, as luck or whatever would have it, it was also Justin Grant's off night. He finished 11th. So just when he is, has those bad nights, somebody else is able to have a bad night, I guess, with, with them. And, uh, you know, it all evens out and, and Brady's able to be on top no matter what. And kudos to him. He's always able to be in position to pounce because you got to be – capitalize on those uh, deals to be in position to pounce at the end. And, and he's always in position to win a championship, whether it's, you know, sprint week, Eastern storm, or the overall championship, he's always in the hunt and he's always a contender and he's always in 
in the spot to win it. Richie, you've you've watched USAC racing for a long time, and are, you know obviously are uh, you know incredibly knowledgeable about the history of the sport and and the drivers and the legends of this sport. And Brady, I feel like you know continues to do things that elevate him to that status, right? But he also is so just like modest and so just under the radar. I feel like about everything just, and even under the radar in the sense of like his legend status, right? Like, you know, you think of these, these great sprint car drivers and I feel like Brady is, is considered that, but he's not like, you know what I mean? Like considered to be one of the all time greats, but like the numbers are proving that he is, I think. Um, I mean, do you agree with that? That he's, he's kind of cementing himself as, uh, like a future Hall of Famer here with with some of the stuff he's doing. Oh yeah, he's. I I think he's already done way more than enough to be a Hall of Famer, for sure. And uh, but yeah, he's just. I mean, his whole personality is kind of, you know, how he is in a race car. Just everything's okay. Everything will be okay. Just kind of calm. Not he's not going to be you know, throwing shade on the microphone too much, <laughs> even though we saw a little bit of it earlier this week, it was kind of, but he kind of got poked into that situation and responded. But, uh, with, uh, blue at gas city, uh, throwing elbows as uh blue said that bacon does. So <laughs> I was going to say, had it been so, blue cause we had the whole blue dozer thing going into the SmackDown last year. Remember this, the oh, way yeah. that Brady does it, he's just funny. Like, like, you know, he's just kind of like a little kind of quirky. I mean, most of the race car drivers are quirky, but, you know, when he throws shade at you, like, you're going to feel it because he does it with such a quick impact, but he also makes it hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things. If you feel like if you are doing that stuff all the time, you know, it can get ignored and people roll their eyes at it. But when somebody like Brady does it, they're like, oh, okay, well, this is serious because... He doesn't do he doesn't do this very often, so you kind of stand up and take notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a hilarious guy. Uh, let's let's recap uh, just a little bit about you know of what happened during Sprint Week, right? So we, we talked about the final night, which has a precedent. Uh, I think Clawson in twenty thirteen won a championship from Rain, and there had been a few others, but Hobsaw has rained out in the past, and and uh, a champion has been crowned, but. Um, the week started off at Gas City. Justin Grant won. He had a really good week. He ended up winning at Lawrenceburg Speedway 2 and also Terre Haute. Um, then at Kokomo Speedway, CJ Leary took out a car that they had in the rafters for a little bit, um, you know, from the, the Leary team. Uh, they're obviously running with uh, Carson Garrett's family now. Um, but they took a car out, rebuilt it after a crash the night before and, and ended up winning at Kokomo Speedway, which was a big win for them. Kyle Cummins won at Circle City Raceway. Emerson Axum, uh, you know, got one at Bloomington, which was an emotional one because he was pretty uh, upset about the way he ran the night before at Lincoln Park Speedway where Jake Swanson won. Just a bunch of different winners besides, obviously, Grant winning three of them. Uh, Richie, it was a good week for you guys, I think. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned, like, Leary and Jake Swanson. They kind of had this uh, similar, somewhat similar story like the night before at Gas City, C.J. Leary had destroyed his car in a wreck while running fifth or sixth in the feature and then had to go and get an emergency car down from the rafters. Did It had the old, uh, yeah, the Leary colors from the year 2020 on it and didn't change out the sponsors to the new ones just to 
a new 15x tail tank on it and put it right in victory lane the first night out in that car and then jake swanson was he led some laps at Terre Haute and uh had fallen back to third and kind of got tripped up on the cushion and ended up destroying that car and then the team had to pretty much build a new car for thursday at for lincoln park came right back out and won which are that's pretty impressive to to do in any any manner um especially in sprint week with as crazy as it gets but just the perseverance of uh, those two teams to put all that together and then emerson axum obviously a very very uh, dis- disappointed deal from putnamville when he had an incident in his heat race got uh, spun out then didn't transfer through the semi and he took a provisional but through sprint week you don't if you have to take a provisional you don't earn uh, sprint week points you get points for the national championship but no sprint week points and he, he came into that came into putnamville just 23 points out of the sprint week lead and uh in third place and came out like 60 70 points behind back in fifth which effectively ended his sprint week chances so you know i know he really wanted to win that he wanted he won eastern storm earlier this year a similar week out in the east coast but um you know it could have been his maybe maybe not but uh it kind of has lost his chance there and but he responded by winning and that was a big win for that team at Bloomington. And then Kyle Cummins winning at Circle City. He's the, I guess he's now the king of Circle City, just like uh, people consider him Hubstock. He's the only multi-time USAC winner there now. So, and, and that was kind of cool with, uh, you know, a new, uh, a, guy, a guy not many people have heard of named Zay- Xavier Doney led a bunch of that race and uh, led 17 of the 30 laps and, Cummins had to get by him and Donnie raced him back, passed him back. And it was quite a battle between those two. And that's, uh, that's another part of the story is some of the guys who uh, stepped up and, and made some names for themselves this week. Yeah. Speaking of crashed cars, uh, the Robert Ballou crash at the end of the race at, at Terre Haute. Um, did we ever, did anything ever come out about what happened there and what broke on the car? And if it did, I missed it, but um that was obviously a super frightening situation too yeah i think it was like they said something then the steering broke and it like cut the brake line at the same time so no steering and no brakes at the same time is that's not a good combination that's quite a harrowing situation and there's nowhere to go and i mean luckily for everybody especially everybody standing right there against the wall that that car didn't get over the wall and you know, everybody was able to move on, but there, I know there were some people that saw their life flash before their eyes in that situation. So thankfully everybody was okay. And I, I couldn't see the, the start of it. Cause I was in the corner of the tower in the infield, but I, I heard everybody yelling, screaming. Oh boy. No, you don't usually see something at the end like that. Usually it's over. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I think the only time I remember anything like that was I think Aaron Farney crashed after the checkered flag in kind of similar fashion but uh yeah just thankful everybody's uh okay on that one that was that could have been a lot worse than it ended up being so we're fortunate yeah that's that one hit kind of close to home just because we're such good friends with all those photographers and uh there were a lot of shook photographers the next day at lincoln park speedway when i walked into that racetrack i mean 
a lot of them didn't sleep. I mean, because you th- just think about that, D. Welch. I mean, just how close that that is. And and honestly, oh, like, I know. When I'm shooting video, uh, like I'm thinking about it all of the time. Like you know, we we stand in some sketchy spots to to get some of the shots that we get. Um, and and I'm definitely going to be more cognizant of it for sure. Um, you know, Blue felt you know terrible, but you know he he lost he lost steering like Richie said in the brake line at the exact same time. Um, and he wasn't even going full speed when he hit the wall, which is, you know, he's out of the gas, right? Like, you know, off of, he said he was out of the gas off of four, basically, uh, is when, is when about when it, when it, you know, went from him. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but that wall did its job. Holy crap. Like I, (laughs) a little, a little concrete wall like that holding a sprint car coming that fast at it is, is pretty, pretty remarkable, but, uh. Yeah, just a wild sprint week. You know, you know, I feel bad for Mitchell Moles. I mean, he had a tough week. Like he won at Macon, and then all week it seemed like he was just getting into something. And then Blue built three cars this week too. Like it's just the grind of that week, Richie. It's not for the faint of heart. No, no, it's it. We always talk about like if you can make it through sprint week, uh, not even drivers, just just officials too. If you can make it through that week, you, you kind of earn your stripes. And uh, it's like it's hot. It's uh, just night after night. You of like you know being up till after midnight and waking up. If, basically, as the sun rises over and over, you get pretty tired. You get pretty ornery, and then you're not eating the greatest uh, type of food. Not, <laughs> not exactly eating apples and grapes and stuff. Although you try to, but it's just everything is kind of spiraling. You just have to manage it. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it, it's a lot of uh, eye strain on me and, and and a lot of strain on the teams just to, to make it to the end. And, uh, you know, it, it, we always but we always say, like, if you make it through this successfully, if you're at the front of the points, Heck, you might, you're a championship contender. You've made it through the toughest stretch of the season. You know, the rest of it's relatively, quote unquote, easy from here. But, um, yeah, but if you have trouble and, you know, you know it's natural to get <laughs> upset when things are going wrong and, you know, it can easily spiral out of control if you're, uh, if things go wrong night after night and, you know, you got to, somehow make it happen <laughs> but it, it can be tough it's it's tough on everybody and uh you know you love it but you're you don't want to see it to end at one point and then at once on one hand but at the other time you're you're okay with it being over it's like well that was fun so you can look back on it and and remember all the the good times that we had and all the tiredness goes away so another successful sprint week in the books and and here we go. On to the rest of the season. I love it on the couch. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's why I love watching yeah. it. <laughs> I, I remember being as a fan, it was a lot less stressful. Just going <laughs> to all these races. I thought that was tiring. <laughs> and I was in bed by midnight. <laughs> Things sure have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? You mentioned uh, the points. Um, I, I do want to uh, preview SmackDown before you go. I know we've held you uh, quite a bit. There's a lot, a lot to talk about, um, but Bacon leads the points. You know, we met, we mentioned he, he won the sprint week, but 
Uh, right now, he leads the national points over Emerson Axum by 19. Uh, Grant has kind of chopped into here a bit. He's only 23 back now. So this is going to be a uh, very nice championship heading into your guys' arguably biggest uh, sprint car weekend uh, at Kokomo Speedway coming up uh, in mid-August. Um, it's just, you know, this, 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 like these three guys are going to race for this championship and it's going to come right down to the end. Yeah. And like we said, uh, you know, this is one of the closest races ever. You know, you got those three guys separated so close and you got, uh, Grant and Bacon are no surprise. They're being up there. They're the last two champions and, you know, they're, they're definitely going to be up there. Grant Bacon, like we said, is going to top five, top five, top five. And we'll see if he can continue that. You know, Grant's been excellent at Kokomo. And it's funny, crazy enough, like Brady Bacon has never won a USAC race at Kokomo. USAC sprint car race. He won his first midget race at Kokomo back in 06. But he's never won a USAC sprint car race there, which is crazy. And probably even crazier, the Hoffmans have never won a USAC sprint car race at Kokomo which is astonishing, but we feel like those are going to change at some point. But uh, during sprint week, when Bacon finished second at Kokomo, that was his eighth runner up finish, which like, man, <laughs> they're going to win at some point. Right. But you, you never know in these things. And uh, Justin Grant's had been great at Kokomo and you know Emerson Axum. He's, this is a second full year in this deal, but he's really, turned up the notch this year and he's been in contention. He's led the points a bunch this year. You know, it, it's just, you know, we talk about sprint week when there's just, you know, if you have one bad night, like Axum had, it can be so costly. And it's the same for any three of these guys. If you have one bad night and everybody else is picking off podiums and top fives, it's going to be hard to overcome. So you almost have to be perfect. And, uh, these guys have been the most consistent all year and among the winningest and this there's it's going to be a war every night for the rest of the season and we uh get my sleep and crunching these numbers right so, so we'll have the one of the finest races we'll ever see down to the stretch down to uh the finale down to red dirt in oklahoma and the at the end of october sounds like uh janet is barking at uh the Welch household, uh, August 24th, August 25th, August 26th, three straight nights, Kokomo sprint car smackdown coming up for the USAC national yeah. sprint car series. They get a 30,000 to win 30,000 to win the final night. Uh, yeah. they get a, they yep. get a much needed break. Um, you mentioned the guys who have been dominant, uh, last year, Kyle Cummins was dominant. He led every single lap of it. How much money did he win? Richie? Oh, it was, I think it was about 30000 but that was with, I think, a $20,000 base plus all the lap money that was yeah. put in, and now it's 30000 plus the lap money. So I think with everything all considered, heck, the guy could walk out of there with about $50,000 this year. Yeah. So it's awesome. There's a lot of money up for it. as much as the PDC. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's a, it'll be a Very better race, classic. too. Yeah, It'd be a better race too. <laughs> Although this year the PDC was okay, but not, it's, yeah. not, it's not SmackDown. <laughs> but it's all yeah. The SmackDown is part of the the Nos Energy Drink Hoosier Hoosier trifecta deal. That's this year where 
you know, like the the SmackDown is thirty thousand to win on the final night. The uh, the Hopstop Hustler at Tri State is twenty thousand to win coming up in September, and in October the Fall Nationals is twenty thousand to win. So if you win all three of those, you can uh, it, you get a I'm trying to do my math here in my head. <laughs> you get an extra bonus of like thirty thousand dollars if you can win all three. So you'd win a hundred thousand dollars if you could win all three of those, which. Hey, I think Kyle Cummins would have been in position to do that last year. So I think he was first, first, and second in those three races last year, I, I believe. So, yeah, he's he's one to watch to be able to see if he could do that. So, I mean, lots of exciting stuff coming up and lots of money being thrown about. Sounds like it. Sounds like a lot of money. And then, of course, the BC39 uh september 27th 28th 29th 30th the dirt track at ims you don't want to miss that a uh, bunch of races coming up the next one i believe is toledo speedway for the silver crown series right august 5th yep this saturday at yeah. toledo speedway yep one of my home tracks even though i have like 20 of them you like the martin right. Truex junior of dirt racing well you when you live in northwest ohio like you can drive to gas city in an hour and a half you know, Fremont, Attica, Waynesfield, Eldora, Toledo Speedway, Columbus Speedway. It's just, it was the place to grow up, bud. I'm telling you. I guess. <laughs> Richie's like, we got more, way more tracks than where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I grew uh, up five minutes, five <laughs> minutes from the Indianapolis Speedrome. <laughs> went, went there about five times in my life <laughs> we had so many options so yeah yeah it's it's fun being in central indiana you get everything about an hour and a half from you except for tri-state yeah. speedway it's the only yeah, one that's a little bit out of the way so seven seven hours from everything <laughs> that's right that's it it's like, like seven hours from texas and seven hours yeah. from central indiana pretty that's amazing what it, that's what it feels like <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your stat that your your wow stat for us before you get out of here? Oh man, well, I one thing we didn't we failed to mention this whole week is uh, Shane Cottle, <laughs> which he didn't he didn't win anything he he didn't win any races didn't do anything uh, to you know stand on top of the podium but his performance and passing was unbelievable. So through the uh, six, no, we raced seven times, seven starts. He passed a total of 82 cars and combined through the heats, the semis, and the feature. He was starting in the back pretty much every night. And every single night he moved forward by a bunch. And so 82 passes for Shane Cottle. The second most throughout the week was Brady Bacon. With 49. Wow. So, <laughs> so 33 more passes Shane Cottle made than anybody else, which that's unreal. That and just that means he was qualifying terrible. That's right? what he said. Yes. He's a terrible qualifier. And it was just a hard, yeah, he was hard charger five out of the seven nights in the feature alone. Yeah. And the uh, all along, the, I think the funniest part of it is he didn't plan on going to Tri-State. Uh, they went to, for the finale, they went to Paragon instead, which ran while Tri-State got rained out. And he was uh, eighth in the Sprint Week points, which Sprint Week pays out eight drivers. So he was eighth in points. And uh, 
they went the hard charger and all that stuff so he went to paragon and apparently passed a bunch more cars there too to finish up front <laughs> crazy enough so he went he went to the track that ran and he made some money there and he didn't run at tri-state yet still made fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> from tri-state for his passing master and his uh, point money from sprint week so he just got double the fun there it's just everything came up shane coddle this past week the coddle found the <laughs> we always talk about he found the fountain of youth but we're going to run out of it after we've talked about that for 10 years now <laughs> it's like it's crazy richie thanks for coming on the show man appreciate it uh always good to talk to you and get some get some time off here you guys got you know i know you have to race on the fifth but uh just relax a little bit man this is it's been a crazy week yep try my best to but it's back on the horse here soon back to toledo back to back to racing but uh yeah take it a little bit easy for a couple days at least back to the loud pedal podcast on flow racing we promised you blakey the birthday boy blake anderson is here blake you, you're looking good blake it looks like you uh you, you look like you got shaved up for us this morning ready to go you know you're rolled right out of bed and came on yeah i'm back home in iowa so it's only 9 30 so i got up early for you guys wow <laughs> it's dedication i know how old are you now you're, you're pretty 34. young aren't you I'm, what i would i know <laughs> You can, run, you can run for president next year as Richie. One more year. Yeah. yeah, we were just talking about that earlier. Look out. Blake. <laughs> president Blake. I uh, just run next year. Yeah, just just for fun. Yeah. I guess I was yeah, talking was... about in the opening segment with uh, Richie that they've attempted to race 14 USAC sprint car races since we recorded our last show. Now they had some rainouts and stuff in there. You guys have attempted 10 all-star races since we've had our last show so we've been a little busy <laughs> we've been a little busy uh this summer like you know with the million i went to uh europe you know the uk you know the uk so it's just been it's been wild uh what has happened i mean you know obviously the, the one of the biggest stories of the year so far has been uh you know the injury of tyler courtney and we hope that sunshine gets better uh you know zeb and both both zeb and sunshine actually uh got injured at eldora this year um, and both in non-all-star sanctioned races, which is uh, wild. Um, but, you know, Courtney's happening during the King's Royal Week, and then Zeb's happening during Let's Race 2. Uh, Zeb has rebounded, though, and has been way faster since his crash. Yeah. I mean, I told him, I'm like, you should just start crashing, and then, you know, uh, you know, because then you just get faster every time you crash. So, um, but, you know, you know, Courtney's, you know, team, Clawson Marshall Racing is now eight points back 
in the season point standing. Zeb has really put together an impressive summer so far. Yeah, Zeb's been super fast. I feel like just consistent. He had a streak there coming into this past weekend where it was like he had four straight podiums, five straight top fives. He was in the top ten every night and then had a little bit of a rough couple nights, but bounced back okay. Had to take a provisional on Saturday at Knoxville and got up to 12th. So it found some speed there, which I think is encouraging for Zeb to be fast at Knoxville because he's always struggled there. We've had three All-Stars appearances there. He was 20th in 2020 and then missed the show the last two seasons. Got to use a provisional on Saturday night, and I think they maybe found something. They hit on something. So I bet Zeb's maybe feeling a little bit better now about the Knoxville Nationals coming up. But I think that's been the big storyline since we last talked to you guys is obviously Tyler Courtney getting injured, Anthony Macri going in the car. And it's a tough situation for Anthony to just get in there and, and, and get in a car that you've never ran before, motor com- motor and chassis combination that you've never run before and be fast right away like that is – I don't think people understand how tough that is. And Anthony hasn't been bad at all. I mean, it was very, very strong at Knoxville on Saturday night. And some of these racetracks that we were going to are they're short tracks and Anthony's good on the big tracks. So I'm interested to see, you know, how they can progress the next couple of weeks and when Sunshine gets back. I think he's hoping to be back relative in the near future, pending obviously some doctor's appointments. You never know what's going to happen there. But Zeb, the story, and then obviously then this morning, I don't even know, in the last half hour, the news bomb drops that Brian Grove Racing has let go of Tim Schaefer, which really kind of surprised me. They're fifth in all-star owner points. They've got a win this year. So I don't know what direction the 45 car heads now. That'll be interesting. What do you make of this ride shuffling that's been going on this year? Like, it's I mean, I haven't been as embedded in the sprint car stuff as as you guys have even the last couple of years, but it's like I don't ever remember a season like this where there's been so many guys that have been moving around mid-season. Like it's is it what do you think, Blake? I mean, what's your opinion of it? Is it is it performance-based stuff? I mean, sometimes there's injuries and that sort of thing obviously, but like it's it's bizarre, isn't it, that there's been so much of that going on. Yeah, it really has surprised me. It's interesting how much of it's been happening. That's the the thing that's most shocking to me, and I think some of these bombs that have dropped, obviously Macri out of his family car, Lance out of the 69K, those kinds of things did not see coming. And then, as you mentioned, Dylan, I feel like it's happened earlier than ever. I mean, we had ride swapping going on in May that usually those kind of happen now leading into the Nationals, which is always interesting to me that it happens leading into the Nationals, being that, you know, that's kind of the biggest race of our season. You're going into the Knoxville Nationals with a fresh combination with relatively no seat time. I feel like maybe not setting yourself up for the most success. I always kind of felt like if you're going to part with someone, maybe after the Knoxville Nationals is the time to do it. Yeah, Schaefer ain't bad at Knoxville, which is wild. But it is it is going to be interesting to see what happens with some of the some of these guys. You got to think maybe that Grove team um, sees, uh, uh, well, maybe has had conversations with a a future talent, right, that they could potentially bring in and and run for the future. Um, I know Schaefer, though he has been really, really good, I, I would say he's, you know, towards the twilight of his career here uh, at the end, right? Um, you know, but I just don't think that you can make that move when you're fifth in owner points. You can make money. And and Schaefer has been running the way he's been running uh, and going to a track that he's good at. But um, we'll see what happens. You know, this is this is one been one of the – to you, the craziest – all-star year right so far but just the craziest year in sprint car racing in general with this with this stuff right 100 percent. this has been the wildest year in our 
nine seasons of, of being part of the All-Stars, especially, you know, you look at even Vermeer. I mean, Carrie's hopped in the Vermeer car and has been in the top 10 pretty consistently every night. And Hunter was right there in under points and he lost his ride. It's just, it's, it's been chaos. It really has. And it's been interesting. And we've had some unique driver combinations. I'm excited to see, you know, kind of what happens out in central PA, you know, what's, what does Macri do the rest of the season? What does the 69 K do beyond the Port Royal races? They said they'd have a driver announcement for the national open, you know, it's, it's been, where does say sunshine's back in a month? Where does Anthony Macri go next? What's, what's his career look like moving forward? You know, I don't, I don't know, boy, it's, it's very interesting. And I think, you know, the coming months of sprint car racing, August and September are going to be very, very interesting to see what drivers land, where do they find a permanent home for 2024 and beyond. So uh, you're a, a Knoxville guy, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this with with it looming. Who are the favorites for the Nationals? Who who's on your radar as guys that you think are are favorites to go there? And um, and maybe maybe we should do it guys that maybe aren't the typical guys that you would expect to go there and, and run well and, and have a shot. I mean, I think that a Logan Schuhart has to be on the radar. They ran very strong last year. The last couple of years, Shark Racing has been very fast there. David Gravel has to, I mean, he's kind of obvious, obviously. David Gravel and Brad Sweet are the two ones that kind of are obvious. And then you've got, you know, Kyle Larson will be there. He's always entertaining at Knoxville. And I think Donnie Schatz can be a contender at Knoxville, too. Obviously, won it last year. Hasn't had the strongest year. Won the Kings Royal, but he's kind of been up and down. But Knoxville is a place where Donnie goes and the light switch is always on. He's always fast there. A lot of motor comes into play there. Can a guy like Rico, you know, can he contend? He obviously beat us on Saturday night. Can Rico contend for 50 laps and win the biggest race of his career? I think that Rico, he's knocked on the door one of these crown jewel wins. Eventually, you have to think that he knocks the door down and wins one in a sprint car. Obviously, has multiple chili bowls. But can Rico do it? I think that would be an insanely popular win. And then you look, Brian Brown. Brown's as fast as we've seen him in almost a decade at Knoxville consistently. Like it is game on every Saturday night when Brown's there. He beat the Outlaws in June. It's almost reminiscent back to 2013, 2014 when it's like, man, if Brian Brown wins the Nationals, I don't know if it's an upset. And I think we're kind of back to that Brian Brown speed. Yeah. I think Brian Brown's got a little bit of fire under him. Um, yeah. So he was, he was a little, I, well, I'll be candid with this. I thought it was hilarious, but, um, uh, he was a little upset with us because we didn't mention him much ahead of the million uh, as one, as one of the favorites going into the million. Right. And, and he's like, I got to make my own noise. That's what he said. I, I thought I was like, I'm a bigger fan now that you said that to me, because that is hilarious, but uh, he he's really fast right now and really good at Knoxville. Um, and I just, I, I love that team. I love Casey's pizza too. Dude, I'm telling you right now, pizza is that pizza is the best gas station pizza you can get. Uh, it's incredible. It's just good pizza in general, dude. It's so so trying to slander it, but Brian Brown's funny, he's he's really funny. Uh, so yeah, I think he, you know, he was a he was a favorite going into the million, you know, what he was a top 10, 15 car in my eyes. I think he's a, I think he's a top five car at Knoxville, 100% agree. And then there's always the unique storylines like last year, Tasker Phillips makes the A main. Is that do we have another Cinderella story like that where a guy makes the A main that just making the A main is is a win for them? And obviously this year the Annie's up a little bit because the Knoxville Nationals went from 10 grand to start to 15 grand to take the green flag, the A main. 
<laughs> That's just crazy. I mean, well, Justin Anderson had a good run the other night. Yeah, like, he was someone like that strong. can sneak in, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, the McCarl kid. He 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 was Austin. good last year, right at Knoxville. Yep. Um, and Austin's be, leading points right now. He could be a guy that, I mean, you could you don't necessarily see too many <laughs> surprise winners, right? You know, with Larson and shots and, yeah. and these guys winning it. You know, you, you have you have seen the Jason Johnsons win that thing. You know, which is not necessarily a surprise. He was an outlaw, full time guy, fast car. But before um, that, it was probably Bobby Allen in 1990 that was the last quote unquote surprise. Mm-hmm. So. That's gonna be fun, but that's a that's a fun week. Are you staying out there? Hang out? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm at my parents you, now, and you won't miss it, right? It's favorite race of the year, best week of the year. Yep. So that's how I feel about Eldora. Just you know, Kings Royal, my home, my home week. You know, just yeah. I'll see all my friends and family, but uh, I think Dylan's got to get out of here. Um, you guys are obviously taking a big break. You know. Uh, for the Knoxville Nationals and, and everything else is going on, and you guys get back to your points championship. I do want to talk about one thing before you get out of here, though, Blake. Um, I didn't, I didn't really realize this until now. You guys are actually ending your championship at Eldora uh, yeah. during the Four Crown, which it has ended at Fremont in the past with the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic. Now it's going to end at the Four Crown. That's huge, not only for you guys but also for Eldora because. Um, they got the Dirt Track World Championship now, you know, so they got two championships ending there yeah. for. For some of the biggest series i mean that's that's a big deal for for you guys and the track i think with the shifting around of the dirt classic going to the beginning of september that opened up the traditional weekend for the jim and joanne ford classic so we bumped that back from october up into its traditional weekend in mid-september and thought you know the weather in october has been last year two years ago it was beautiful at the ford last year it was freezing at the ford so i thought you know what let's just end in september not mess with the weather in october that it's kind of a roll of the dice, whether you get nice weather or cold weather. And no better place than Eldora, obviously, with Tony owning the series. Let's end it at the Four Crown Nationals on a bang. The only thing that stinks there is Four Crown is always kind of a traditionally late night because we have so much racing to pack in. Even with bumping some of the timing of the midgets and silver crown cars today forward, when we've got four divisions of well over 100 sprint cars, it makes for a long night of sprint car racing. But still, I think that's the very appropriate place to end our series is you know, end our series season. It's right there at Eldora Speedway. Yep. And you guys have the Tuscarora 50 coming up as well. Uh, 55 grand to win on September 9th. Uh, we'll preview that on our next show. It looks like we got some time for that. So, Are you going to be there this year? Of course I'm going to be there. We already got our Airbnb and everything. Me and Brandon Paul. Yeah, Chevy Spark running? I don't miss the Tuscarora 50. That's that's uh, a really, really cool event. dude. That's one of my favorite events of the year, for sure. You have your Chevy Spark booked for your rental car? <laughs> I'm getting a better rental car than that this year. Oh, I am, I'm like pretty much the mayor of National uh, in Kalamazoo. Uh, so like I, I have like Emerald status or whatever. So they give me I whatever. They give like a Mini Cooper. But <laughs> 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 but uh, we didn't do our concession stand segment though. Maybe we can stick around. and We can do it, Dylan. You got to go though, right? I do, Blake. Good to see you. All right, Bill. I'll see you. Okay. Bye, D. Welch. See you, T-Bone. Yeah, so the Tuscarora 50, the church stand coming up. Concession oh. stand items, Blake, before we go, this, you know, what what have you witnessed recently? Well, I had spicy chicken bites on Saturday night at Knoxville Raceway, which is an absolute must. Knoxville, I'll tell you, the hidden gem there is the taco salad. That is the hidden gem. 
I don't think people realize that chicken salad is also solid at the pit concession stand. The taco salad. All right. So we are getting the official resident Knoxville Nationals menu from Blake Anderson. Go for the taco salad while you're there. Can I give some off-campus menu items? Yeah, sure. Nationals, if you're coming. The the Cattlemen's Association, that's usually the Dingus parking lot, an absolute must. Get a steak sandwich over there. Get your sweet corn. They dip it in the vat of butter. Comes out dripping with butter, Tyler. I know. Brace yourself. Are you serious? <laughs> and then the, the Hawaiian chicken stand is obviously, that's a multiple time stop. But yeah, the, the Cattlemen's, that's my go-to. Steak sandwich, the burgers are great over there. I mean, that, that's what those guys do. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. What did I eat the other day? Oh, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh Hobstot, right? If you obviously we didn't race. Um it rained. It hit a tropical storm hit. That's what I told Richie. I said it was a Midwest tropical, tropical storm. storm. Literally, Blake, it was it was seven o'clock. It should have been sunny, right? Like it is now, and it looked like it was midnight. Like it was insane how dark it was. Like oh, it was the craziest storm. But anyways, the bar they they bring in a barbecue truck in the front. Have you been there since they brought bringing the barbecue? No, barbecue I haven't been to Hobstock since twenty eleven. You guys don't race there, right? No, we tried. Yeah, maybe next year. Hopefully, um, but the barbecue truck out front really really good. You got to try that Hobstock. Awesome noted. Awesome barbecue. So. Uh, all right, Blake, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, obviously, the points are super interesting with the All-Stars right now. Eight points separate. Redeen Racing, Colossal Marshall Racing, that's the battle we're going to watch. Zeb is kind of taking a, a big point lead here, 80 points over Wyndham and the driver's points, but uh, the owner's points is where it's at. You can check our owner points that are on our website under the team portal page, and I now know how to update owner points because we got a new website just a couple of weeks ago refresh from my race pass that has the owner points capability so my kind of knoxville nationals project for the next week and a half or so is at some point go back and get the owners the corners tied to these race cars through the start of the season and get owner points updated on the website so at some point in the next couple of weeks we will have owner points on our website that you guys can watch because that's where the eighty thousand dollars for the series championship goes we will still crown the driver champion though we will honor driver if it is something different than the owner points champion. Your guys' next race is at Outlaw Speedway. What What's the yeah. date? Outlaw on the 18th of August, Utica, Rome, the 19th, and Sealand's Grove, the 20th, and then we're in the mitten. I know. Weekend. You know. The only problem is it's during SmackDown, so I have to decide where what I'm doing. You got a home race. <laughs> I really want to go to these races in Michigan. I, I have been wanting to go to Butler because um, – They've really made some, changed a lot. They've made some a lot of changes there, and I'm I, I've I'm heard it's impressive. So I want to get down and there, not very far from my house. That Tri City looks awesome. I've been to Tri City. I saw a bang of a race between Tanner English and Ashton Winger there. Yeah, uh, summer nationals. Yeah, summer nationals race. It was really really good. It so, looks awesome. Super slick. So it's uh, I'm yeah. That's that's kind of far from my house. So maybe I wouldn't go to that one, but. You can make adjustments. <laughs> I'm going to SmackDown most likely, but we'll see. I know. I don't blame you. SmackDown's a great event. Yeah. So, it's so. fantastic. It's Kokomo. I mean, all right, Blake. What do you need to say? All right. Thanks for coming on the show. D. Welch is a part timer, I guess. Had to get out of, get out of here. The man's got to go. 
<laughs> Enjoy the All time right. off. Don't I work. will. Don't work. Oh, I'll, I'll do plenty of work. I got a lot I need to get done. <laughs> see you later, bud. All right. See you, T-Bone.